Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano. Today we've got obviously a fair bit of news, Alex Miller, with basically every side has come down to Victoria oh. now. And surprise, surprise, look, you know what? Everyone wants to come here. It's the hub in the hub in Melbourne. Who would have thought, Cat, that uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was literally saying to you boys off air that two, three weeks ago, every game was in Sydney and couldn't get a game down here. And now all 18 teams and all games this week will be played in Victoria. But the situation in South Australia is looking a bit positive. No cases today in Queensland, just the two. So hopefully we can get footy up and about there. Who knows what's going on in WA uh, because we can never hear anything over there. Alex Doherty, are they going to be shipping the crows and the lions off to Ballarat? Or what, what do we reckon? What do you reckon's happening there? <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll, I don't know what's going to happen there, but I'll, I will say this. Uh, if they do somehow manage to get Adelaide and Brisbane to go play in Ballarat, there will probably only be about five people that turn up. <laughs> but, I can't. Well, they've already been shipped off to Ballarat once this year, the Lions, and they didn't enjoy it much. Um, you know, it was very early in the season, but they got done by the doggies up there. I, I can't. I can't think of a time that Brisbane have actually enjoyed going to Ballarat. <laughs> why? Why would you? It's have, cold. Have the, have the dogs ever enjoyed going to Ballarat? Has well, anyone? It, <laughs> why would you want to go to Ballarat? It's cold. It's desolate. It's. Uh, it, it, it's just. It's just a nightmare. We hate <laughs> it. <laughs> Well, uh, there's quite quite a number of games happening in Geelong this weekend as well. Sydney and West Coast, as we know, was already supposed to be um, played there, but a couple of other games as well. The Friday night clash, which I'm really looking forward to, my Bombers taking on the Cats up there for the first time in nearly 30 years, which is absolutely Jeez. outstanding. It's been a hot minute since I've been there. Yeah. It's been a great game. Um, they won't even know how to play the ground, but Thursday <laughs> night, the first game of the round, of course, Miller, the Tigers have got to track off to... Marvel Stadium again. Dim is not going to be too happy about that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how much soul are we expecting at our Marvel Stadium tonight, uh, mate? Uh, luckily, only 25% capacity, but I think we'll struggle to fill that. But uh, look, I think, um, <laughs> look, yeah, let's talk about tonight's game briefly then, I guess. It's going to be an interesting contest. I think um, six changes for us, or five yeah. changes, sorry. Um, it's, it's good. It's good ins. <laughs> a couple of good ins, obviously. Asprey yeah. back in and Lynch, we love to see. Um, a few of the young boys coming back in, but Dion Prestia, he only played a few games and now he's out again. Yeah. Uh, um, ju- I, I just want I just want a quick opinion from you, Alex Miller, about uh, Samson Ryan's debut, mate. Uh, I think you would you would have been happy about his uh, game. Well, as I've said on the draft preview and on the episode preview last week, uh, not sure how he's managed to manufacture his way onto a list, let alone get a gig at the AFL level. I've never seen. He played half a game and did not record a touch. Uh, hit out and a free kick against. So uh, we'll never see him again. But yes, I like the three <laughs> young boys in Cat. You mentioned Ross, Naish, and Collier Dawkins. Collier Dawkins mm. probably stiff to get dropped in the first place, but Naish had 31 touches in the twos. Ross had 28. So both been building these young boys. But Prestia and the Lambo, Lambert a big blow. Um, Bolt is big as well. I think it was. Yeah, Bolt is a big blow. Indismosis, wasn't it? Yeah. So obviously not as bad as a suspected ACL, but. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. Ben Miller's been knocking on the door as a key defender, but they've gone with a very small back six um, tonight because it's Grimes, Asprey, Vloshton, Edwards, Short, and Basha Hooley. So I think you'd think yeah, Asprey well, Vlosten, to... Vloshton's probably going to have to be playing more of a one-on-one role than he normally does, yeah, you'd have to yeah. say, in this lineup. You'd think that he'd probably take somebody like Sam Day and then Asprey will go to King or vice versa. I'd probably put Vloshton on King a bit more mobile. 
as damn it, that's the reason slow as old boots. But um, look, I think this game is going to be a, a test because I feel like guys like Matty Rowell, they've got some good ins in, um, what's his name, Swallow's back, Will Powell's 50th game, and Sam Collins is a huge in. So Some big outs, though. Uh, yeah. Hugh, Hugh Greenwood's uh, not playing tonight. Um, mm. uh, Noah Anderson, the out too, as well. Zach, Zach Smith, so they don't have a ruck. Uh, they, they're going to have to put up with Chris Burgess again. Oh, dear. Chol, uh, Chol might have a record night for hit-outs in this game. He might do. Uh, he's been playing a bit of decent form. but It would have been a good game for Samson Ryan to get some form. Yeah, well, I think he'd struggle against a forward in the ruck anyway. So not convinced of uh, Samson and his ability <laughs> to do anything. But I think, um, yeah, obviously a couple of former Tigers as well, boys. Ellison, Markov taken on there. They're old sides, so uh, I think Oleg will just quietly have a very, very good night. He's yeah, been loving, he's, yeah. he's had some good form this year, and I think he's gonna love coming up against his old mob. Pretty good season, but it's actually strange if you look at the Suns on paper, boys, they're not too shabby. I mean, Jeremy Sharp played pretty well last week, Corbett had a bit of goal kicking form, Flanders have been a bit hit and miss, but I think Rao's gonna have a big game. I think he's been quiet for since he's returned, so I think he's due for a big one tonight, but it's gonna be a massive game. Mm. I- I'm I'm not I'm not quite sure I'm not as sure about that as you are. Miller. I think the Suns have been very poor in, around mm. the contest uh, the last month and a half, and I don't exactly know why. I don't know. Where... <laughs> Having no Greenwood and Anderson certainly not going to help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well. I think you've said it best, Miller. If there's ever ever a time for Matty Routh to turn up, I think it'd be this. I'd be, I think it'd be tonight. They I need think to... as well, though, Doc. Looking at how the Saints played against us last week, they took it right to us and got a win. And a positive result for that. So I think the Suns will be um, take a bit from that game and say that this team is beatable. Um, and we're not travelling well at all at the moment. So, look, we do need to bounce back for sure. Yeah. I, I, it, it, I, I can I reckon Richmond. I reckon Richmond have copped a bit of a copped a bit of the blowtorch from the mainstream media this week and. <laughs> I, I don't, and I don't sort. Of, I, I understand, like, yeah, last week was wasn't great. But you know they've still got a they've still got a fairly good team on paper here as it mm. is. Like, I mean injury. I mean they've got four players out for injury. That doesn't help. But I, I feel like the the blokes that they're bringing in, I reckon that, that they're more than they're more than capable of covering the losses. Mm. I like as well. Cat was going to mention to you switch, switching some of the magnets here. Mm. I think Baker back into the midfield tonight will be very interesting to see. Yeah, get him, get him up on that wing. I think he did. He had that game a few weeks ago where he played up on the wing and he was really, really strong. Against the Giants, yeah. he was very, very good. But he's named as a follower, so I like that. And then Edwards shifting to half-back maybe for a bit more creativity across there. And um, I think it'd be a big game for the wingmen as well in McIntosh and Pickett. And Pickett probably played his best game last week. It was really good. Yeah, um, you you look at that. You look at the lineup in the centre bouncing. Mm. You know, yeah, they've gone very, very young. Baker and Graham in there. Cochin's been moved out of there into the into the forward line. You know, obviously we know Dusty will rotate through there too, and so will some of the other guys that are named on the bench. But you know, it's a very very young midfield group this week. Collier Dawkins and Ross as well. So I, I, I like that though. I love it. Yeah. I love seeing the young boys get a chance because these these guys are good players. I think they, they I think can... Took Miller will love it. He'll be um <laughs> will be driving a, driving a few heads into the turf. I think. Yeah, I think uh, you might as game. well. I think that'd be a great matchup to see Baker and, and Took Miller go at it. Two hard nuts and two just rough and tumble type operators. I think they might both end up being suspended uh, if, if that matchup is um, <laughs> for, the rest, for the rest of the season. <laughs> I mean, 
Well, um, we'll have a look back, boys, on the round that was yeah. uh, from last week. Some quality clashes, um, a few unexpected results. Uh, for me, the one I wasn't expecting was the big blowout with the Lions getting over the Cats, uh, obviously, mm. as well as the Saints getting over the Tigers, too. Um, but some really quality games. North got a win. Freo clutched out against the Pies. Uh, we'll talk about Port and Sydney, though. It was a top yes. eight clash, fifth versus sixth. Both these teams had a lot on the line coming into this game, Doc. And, you know, there was, there's been, we've, we've talked about it before, a lot of criticism on Port that they haven't really beaten any of the any of the other teams in the top eight so far this year. But they really showed, I think, what they can do against the Swans and held on in a game that they very easily could have lost at the end there. Yeah, very very true. And we, we were sitting here this time last week, Kat, about about Port. And and I, I, this, was, this was the game that they needed to win. And it's plain and simple. It was on, on their home on their home turf. The Swans, I think, have proven themselves time and time again this year that they are a very quality outfit, Alex Miller. And I think looking forward now, you'd you'd think that this win instills a bit of belief in the Port Boys. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think credit to Port that they, they needed a win against a top side like that and probably deserved it as well. They they played particularly good footy in the in the last quarter, but I tell you what, give credit to the Swans. I mean, going over to South Australia is no easy task. And there's been a lot of critics, I think, from fans that haven't watched a lot of the Swans that they really shouldn't be in the eight boys. And we've talked about, as we've all watched them play at certain points during the year, that they are a legitimate team. I think that they might not cause a whole lot of damage in the finals, but they deserve to be there and they can easily get a first round win, if not a second. Uh, So I think that they're a real genuine team. I thought... It was really impressed me, the leaders of this team, I thought, stood up well. Luke Parker was outstanding in general. 34 touches and a goal. Callum Mills, I mean, how many times I have to say? Put him in the guts. 30 touches, 10 clearances. Um, it was yeah, really good. Unreal. And oh, obviously for, Buddy as well. Four, four snags. How, how, how incredible is Buddy? How, how incredible in the games that Buddy has played? I don't think he's played that many games this year, but the games that he has played, Buddy, he still is showing these glimpses of brilliance and it's so fun to watch yeah. and and what is it now i think it's about 27 goals out from the um the magical four figure milestone yeah yeah that would be uh pretty special if he could get it this year uh, oh but... you'd have to you'd probably have to play every game for the rest of this year and maybe a final or something as well oh, man, he can do it, can he? <laughs> oh i wouldn't once the number starts getting smaller and smaller i wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if some of the some of these teammates start and, giving and, those and if it was anyone else you'd say it'd be pretty tough but buddy mm. if anyone could do it Buddy could do it. It, it, it would have to take uh, a couple of bags of six, I think, to mm. get it to get it done this year. I think it's um not 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 beyond him if this game is any indication. I think the the way you know the what the way he runs and mm. cr- still creates leads and chases down opposition. Oh, it was fantastic. It's um it, it's like it's like Buddy's ageless, in 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 a sense. I don't know. I don't know where he's going to find these bags of six because they've got a couple of tough opponents over the next few weeks. West Coast mm. this week, obviously the Dogs. After that, the Giants, Frio, Essendon. The run home though against the Saints, North Melbourne, and Gold Coast. I could see him yeah, getting a few bags there. The no, Gold Coast. The Gold Coast game might be interesting because if he's only got five or six <laughs> goals left, and they're up against the Suns, they're just going to be running right and giving it to every other. <laughs> Every other disposal. So you tell me Buddy's going to be leading from 100 metres in the square all the way up the ground <laughs> to the middle of the ground to take it and then run all the way <laughs> himself. He's a, he's a bloody gun of a player. But but Port deserved the win, Cat. I, I thought, what'd you make of some of their, their operators? Yeah, well, we talked about Buddy a fair bit, but I thought, uh, obviously, he got off the chain a bit when he was matched up on some of the more traditional key defenders. But when Alir Alir went to him late, mm. 
I thought he did a really good job um, after having a bit of down form. I thought the last couple of weeks um, when he was on, but he did really, really nicely um, in there. You know, we've Ollie Wines, we've seen what he can do as well the past few weeks. He's really stepped up to a whole nother caliber, I think, Doc. Um, you know, that game that he had a few weeks ago just sort of has people suddenly talking about him as a Brownlow threat, mm. and he was good again on the weekend. Yeah, it's, it tell you what, the way it's shaping at the moment, it might be it might be a bit of a two horse race for the Brownlow between uh, Young Oliver and uh, the Bont. Um, it, I, I tell you what, though, I, I cannot help but be very impressed with how Ollie Wines has been this year. I think he's it does it only felt like you know, maybe it was a year and a half ago which people were talking about him being trade bait. Um, and now you look at look at what he's putting up now. He's putting up monster numbers, you know, mm. disposals, clearances, contested ball. He is like when, we don't talk about his injury form as such, but I feel like this is probably in the first time in a fair bit that he's actually had a clean run, yeah. a clean run with no injuries to speak of. And when he when he's up and about, he's a very hard player to stop in terms of contested ball. He's probably Along with, I'd say, Ben Cunnington and Tom Liberatore, I think he's easily amongst one of the best top five contested possession winners. Oh, absolutely. That's a, that's a really good call there. And I think that it's definitely helped Port's midfield lift. I think guys like Boak, even though Boak's had an outstanding season, and we've talked about him just getting better with age, he hasn't had to do as much, uh, you know, workload-wise and whatnot. And I want to talk about the Burger man, not Bob's Burgers, but Miles Bergman. <laughs> Uh, I, was talking, I was looking at this kid as well, Miller. He had a really good game, I thought, running the wing. Very good. Very good game, Cat. 17 touches at one goal, one. I, I like the way he moves. I really like And seven marks as well. So he works back well in defence. And I do prefer him a lot more over Xavier Dersma, uh, just just quietly. So, look, <laughs> it's going to be a great battle for the wing position. It's good, good, healthy competition to have. And Willem Drew as well, Cat. Yes. Um, I mean, we've talked about Tom Rockcliffe just struggling to get any sort of footy, and it's because Willem says, this is my spot in the team. He's literally keeping him out, keeping him out yep. of the side at the moment. He has been, we, had, we talked about him a fair bit last year, but he's been outstanding so far this year. He's not he's not making way anytime soon, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, outstanding numbers here, Doc. 22 touches, 8 tackles, 7 clearances uh, from Willem, and also had... Uh, one inside 50, two intercept possessions and two score involvements. So pretty good guy. Yeah, oh, v- very good. I was going to talk about him. I thought his inside work as well was magnificent. Um, mm. I, 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 there, I think it was a couple of years ago we were talking about Willem Drew when Port were sort of Port and at the middle of the road and we sort of sort of wondered what was happening with this bloke. And um, mm. it's it turns out that he is actually – that. Yeah, he's found a, he's found his spot in the team, and unfortunately, it's at the expense of Tom Rockley because I still think Rocky has a yeah. bit to, has a bit to offer. Would he seek a trade, Doc? Do you think? I think so. Um, mm. I, I don't I don't see him in this team other than being a depth option at this point. Um, I, th- I think he would be. I think he'd be a good asset back home in Victoria. Um, Where would you look if you're a club? Would you look at a rebuilding side for a bit of experience? Would you look to a contender, try and get maximum value out of someone his age? Yeah. He's thirty-one now. Um, I would look probably not a rebuilding side. I think Collingwood mm. would be out of it. Uh, Northwood, cert- Northwood certainly be out of it. Unless would Essendon that- look at him, Cat? 
I don't know. I think I think about Rockcliffe sort of, to me, even though he's not playing games and he's had injury issues mm. and things like that, it still looks to me like he's enjoying being at Port. I almost wonder, he's 31 now. His body's obviously starting to not hold up as well as it used to. I wonder if maybe he moves into a development role or something, whether that be with the main side or with the Sandful side. I think maybe he's still pretty of... keen to play, though. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, I, I see him... He's obviously a very valuable player around stoppages, and I think... They've got these young guys like Drew who probably still could learn off of him. Um, I think it'll be a conversation Ken will probably be having with him at the moment and at the end of the year. Um, I think he's still got plenty to offer Port, even if it's not on field necessarily. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. interesting. Um, Back back on the field though, Miller, I want to get your thoughts on a man that you've had your... Had your eyes on for the last few weeks. Um, Darcy Byrne Jones. Again, oh. disposal efficiency not the best, only at 45%, but he did have the nine intercepts. Yeah, he was a lot better this week, for sure, Doc. I think um, there's no question. I, I think he, he reminds me of Nathan Broad, good defender, but don't, don't get that operator the ball. Thank um, <laughs> you. Don't give him the ball. Sure, I'm not sure if he should have been an All Australian. That's all my quarrel with him, but he's still a solid player. No question yeah. about that. But Port definitely deserved the win. and Good for that. Good on for them for beating the top eight side. Had 14 kicks and only four of them hit the target. Oh, well, right, okay. That is dire. We'll move on to the other game on the uh, Saturday night. My Bombers taking on the Ds. Uh, unfortunately, going down by 11 points. But for me, I thought it was plenty of positives for mm. not probably not playing at our best. The Ds probably weren't at their best either. Um, if we didn't kick it to <laughs> Jake Lever so much, Miller, uh, maybe something could have been. Something could have gone on here, but he was fantastic, uh, Lever. He he was just such a rock in that back line and has been all year. Yeah, he's had a pretty phenomenal year. There's, there was a lot of talk over Jake Lever when picked up from the Crows about how he'd recover from his knee injury. And his first season was a bit shaky, but we really are seeing the guy that a lot of us and media in general rated as a possible Australian defender, the way Jake Lever goes about it. I think he's got such confidence in himself now, airily which is the big difference if you compared him to 12 months ago. He just wasn't keen to jump at balls and go up in the air vertically. And um, look, I think he played really well. He had 18 touches, both him and Stephen made 18 touches, eight marks and seven marks respectively. And uh, Nine intercept marks between the two as well. There you go. And Jake Lever as well. Uh, the only guy out of both teams to play 100% time on ground, which is pretty common with key defenders, but... I'll tell you what, I think he's a guy that brings a lot of confidence to the to the lineup and whatnot. And what about Petrarca though, boys? I think like we talk about long term deals and all that stuff, but I think he's gonna be an outstanding player for a very, very long time. Yeah, absolutely absolutely. And I think it's another another stunning performance. Twenty six disposals, six marks, mm. two clearances, four tackles, a couple of snags. He's um he, he's he's the perfect two way sort of player, and I don't mean sort of running offensively and defensively, but I think both inside and outside player, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's got that perfect mixture of both. And, yeah. um, and look, people, people will be talking about his Brownlow chances come, come towards the uh, business end of the uh, the season. Yeah. I think, I think he could poll highly, but I think as well, Clayton Oliver might have something to say about it. He had 34 touches and seven clearances of his own. <laughs> Not a bad day out for um for Clary there. But yeah, Petrarca, I thought he was always gonna um he was always gonna do well against us. I don't know if we really have a matchup for him 
I don't know how many teams do have a matchup for him. No, he's pretty um, hard to, uh, to yeah, control. Yeah. Well, well, exactly. Like, how are you gonna how are you gonna stop somebody like Petrarca, a guy who can who can move really, really quickly, mm. but he still has that strength to really yep. overpower you in the contest. Mm. What about uh, Michael Jordan's son, James Jordan? Uh, <laughs> very, very good. He's basketball son, of course. Two goals, one, 21 touches, only in 62% game time, just quietly. So I think we've talked about Melbourne boys, but you've got to think guys like Jordan in particular, um, having Hunt go back to the back line, Neil Bullen's found his form of old, Rivers has progressed, Cosy um, Pickett's progressed. All these guys Luke who made Jackson. this. Yeah, all these guys mm. who made that seem better. Yeah, at Spargo as well at times too. I think he's had his well, he's had his quiet games, but <laughs> but he's Miller's, been. I Miller's, think he's he's had a lot more impact in there than he has. He has, yeah, he definitely has. last year. Miller's not buying in on Charlie yet. Oh, um, no, but... I will not buy shares in Charlie Spargo. <laughs> not today. Um, no, just back just back to James Jordan. I refer back to the game against Sydney, and mm. I, I, it was probably the game that I started to take notice. But probably probably even goes back a little earlier than that. But his his ability to win ball at the contest, he doesn't. He, he he's he's rarely beaten when he yeah. when he gets his yep. chance. And and the two goals one, he's adding he's adding these sort of little strings to his bow. Now he can prov- he can provide himself as a forward option, provide himself as a midfield sort of rotation for Petrarca and Oliver. And yep. he, he's he's becoming one of my favourite players to sort of watch in terms of his development and progress. Um, as well as Luke Jackson. There's a couple of players here, and we did touch on Trent Rivers, but I think his form across the back six this year has been absolutely outstanding and flies under the radar mm. with the likes of uh, May and Lever doing their thing. Very good call there. I think, yeah. as before we get to the Essen players real quick, the team stats are interesting here, boys. The hitouts were 40 to 23 in Melbourne's favour, but the clearance is plus four to Essendon. So, Really well, that's, good there. That's, that's credit to uh to Parrish and Merritt yeah. who just had an absolute field day with the ball in hand. It was absolutely 70, and... 78 disposals between those two. Well, look at the tackles as well, Cat, as a team. 61 to 47 in, in Don's favour. So the heat was there. So it's something, it's... something we've been really good at all year. Yeah. It's been the tackling pressure. I think I, I don't know if we're still the number one rated tackling team, but we were for a long, long period of the year. Um, and I think it's it's easy to say that they're doing it every single week. Wealthy had nine. Uh, yeah. Merritt just, had eight as well. I just look at the game style that they're playing. It's very unselfish footy at the moment. It's doing the hard things for your teammates. There's a guy who really, I think, epitomizes that, and that's Harry Jones. For the second oh. week, the second week in the row, he has led the team for distance covered in the game, which for a guy who sat at, you know, inside 50 for most of the game is absolutely incredible. Uh, he is matching numbers with Ed Langdon, who we know can run all day long, which is outstanding i think doc and the two goals as well uh were really really good even though he didn't get his hands on the footy too many times yeah look look it doesn't matter how many uh times you get get your ball in your hands but if you kick two two or three goals as a result you know who's complaining um look he's been good to watch harry jones and sort of been again like we sort of i sort of mentioned before i think he's up along with jordan i think he's one of my favorite players to watch in terms Hmm. of watching him develop and progress because we, we talked back to the game around one and he couldn't kick to save his life and was against Hawthorne. <laughs> now he can't miss. But yeah, now, now he can't miss. And um, I, I think he, I, I, I think he's been one of your best finds this year, Kat. Um, yeah. You could talk about Parrish playing in the midfield all your life, but I, I love seeing this kid just sort of develop and he's, he's always, he's already got strong hands and he's 
and his kicking's improved tenfold. Um, oh, as, as soon as he got that bit of confidence after the round one game, we've just seen that. His set shots have been absolutely clinical. Well, yeah, I, I was going to say, Ken, I think in general the biggest thing you'd probably enjoy as a supporter is each week, not just out of Harry Jones, but a lot of the kids, each week they're getting better. You can yeah. see if well, they made a mis- Nick, Nick Cox yeah. had a more quiet game. He only had the seven touches, but the last quarter, you know, he's been trucks and putting mm. him in the ruck in the last quarter just to get a bit of time, I guess, in a different position. And he, he didn't get any hit outs, but he battled hard. He had four tackles in the last quarter alone. Like yeah. he's imposing I- himself on the contest when he's in there and they're not getting discouraged that they're not getting their hands on the footy as many times, I think, um, Correct. throughout the game. Perkins does it too. Every time he's near the footy, he just goes at it hard. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing for mine is that if, you know, you look at somebody, you know, I think of Archie Perkins I watched at the Carlton game a couple of weeks back, just a couple of kicking errors and now it's just getting better with games. It's not perfect, but it's certainly getting better. And even guys like Ham have really progressed well this year. Laverde's really improved. Guelphie is finding a bit of form. Stewart's been really good down back. So, you know, I, I think this team is certainly getting output reward you know, and and results for investing time and games into the players, which is the, all you can want from a rebuilding side, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And also one one other player from the Bombers I wanted to touch on, Jordan Ridley, I think played his best, oh, game, yes. this, best game this year. He had he had himself about, what was it, 31 touches and a lot of his, a lot of his kicks hit the target. I think he had, I think seventeen of his nineteen were effective kicks. So he's played a different role this year, though, hasn't he, boys? He he sort of played a a, a variety of roles. Sort of we, we know we knew him more as the sort of intercept kind of player last year, mm. and now he's and and now he's sort of picking up, and now he's sort of more. There's more emphasis on his run and attack with the footy. Yeah, I know. Uh, preseason, he sort of said that knowing that they weren't going to have Hurley in there all year, everyone sort of knew they had to pick up the slack and do a little bit extra. And I think having Heppel down there too has sort of released his intercepting a bit because Heppel's sort of been the main intercept marker down there yep. um, so far this year. So Ridley can use that drive and maybe play a bit more one-on-one and play off his man and sort of be a bit more creative with the ball, which yep. I think the past probably, yeah, three or four weeks, he's done really, really well. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's Absolutely. good to see. That, that's a great call. And yeah, Ridley, nine rebound 50s. Uh, Stewart as well, seven rebound 50s. 50s as well. I thought he, he his form this year has been very very good, James Stewart. And I thought I th- think back a couple of years ago, Cat, we were sort of discussing about what his role in the team was going to mm. be, whether or not he actually had a place in the best twenty two. But now he, he he looks so comfortable and composed when he has the ball in his hands in the defensive fifty. Yeah, he's always been a good user of the footy, Stewart. When he was playing that sort of half forward linking role, um, he was always such a great kick inside fifty. So having him behind the ball, I think, mm. has only been even better. Uh, and his confidence looks really, really high as well. Sure. As does the whole back six. But we'll move on to our last game of the round that was. Uh, we went through this. It was a, it was a bit of an upset. Um, it was supposed to be a GWS home game, but it ended up being <laughs> at the MCG. And the Hawks took full advantage of that, getting over the line by three goals in the end. Um, Tim O'Brien actually took a mark in this game. Boys, he took five of them. He was bloody outstanding. One of them was particularly outstanding as well. So, look, uh, he's a strange operator, Tim. In, uh, in, in, in your own unbiased opinion, uh, Alex Miller, is it better than Jack Rewalt's? No, it's not better than Shy Bolton's. Oh. Nothing, nothing's better than Shy Bolton's. The oh, verticality, the, man, the man's gone aerial. The man's levitated. <laughs> uh, he he had, sure. a very good, had a very good game, though, Tim, and he got two goals for it as well. But One t- guy has had an outstanding game, though, boys, that I've potted forever is Tom Mitchell. Now, this is the best game of his season, I think, easily. 
Yes, he had the 40 touches, but he's had 11 marks here, three inside 50s, but here, eight score involvements, seven intercepts at 77%. 402 metres gained as well. So that, that, that is what I want to see from Tommy. Yeah, he was, I think he was playing more of, a, more of a true sort of outside role in this he game. Was. 33 um, uncontested, Cat, so there you go. Yeah, we know how smart he is with the footy. 78% disposal efficiency as well, so it's not like these kicks and things weren't going anywhere. He was outstanding. Uh, that, that, yeah. That's what I want to see from you, Tommy. <laughs> and, 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 when you, and when you say that, Tom Mitchell playing more outside, look at the inside numbers here. Warpool, the mm. seven clearances. Jager, the six clearances. Shields had the four. Segler had the five. Mm. Uh, I, I, think they've, I think they've found something here. Yeah, and they, they've, been, they've been struggling. Yeah, they've been struggling with that balance, I think, all season. Um, and but if they can find it again and sort of find the right balance between who's playing where in the middle, mm. I think, like this game, you wouldn't count them out. They've had a good couple of wins here on the run now. Like uh, Duke Newcomb was good again as well. I thought uh, one goal, the first, the uh, 12, 12 touches, five marks, four tackles. Uh, was pretty good. I really like him. Yeah, well, I think a couple of these kids now are really starting to come into their own. I thought Scrimshaw again played another oh, yeah. a, another brilliant game off a half-back. 28 disposals, six marks. Even well. day of the future, Doc, I think. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And how good has Will Day been since he's oh. come back into this team? They have missed that kid so, yeah. so yep. bad. Understatement of the year, Cap. The, the, tw- the 29 touches, the seven marks, the, it, it, the, the skill and poise of these two young gentlemen off half-back. They, 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 they will carry this team going forward the next 10 years, Alex Miller. Yeah, absolutely. And again, a great win. As I mentioned, Dylan Moore, four goals, 20 touches was really good. His um, final quarter, I don't oh. think I've seen a better individual quarter out of him ever or, or out of even a Hawks player so far this year. Nine disposals, two marks, three goals, one. He's possessed, yeah. yeah. He was possessed. Um, <laughs> what about the Giants? What, what do we want to say about them? Who, who, who was still more possessed by, firstly? <laughs> oh, bloody Dan Swan in his prime, mate. What I will say about the Giants is uh, there is more of the same here than with what I saw last year. Yeah, uh, we, We've talked about before. Um, these are the games that they should be putting away and they're not putting away. And it, again, it stems back to the coach. Alex you made Miller. a great point, though, as well, Doc, off air, that they probably should have lost the North. So if they would have lost the North... Oh, they absolutely. Absolutely, they should have lost the North. They, they could have then lost to the two two bottom four sides. So they need to wake up, get their eyeballs checked. And, um, uh, in, in, you know what? Like, why hasn't the media put the blowtorch on Leon Cameron this week? Because Richmond are shitter. <laughs> we, are, we are the worst. Well, you, you'd have to say, oh, look, this, this week they've got the Ds, so you'll get probably get out of jail free if there's another bad loss there. But the next next game after that is against the Suns. Um, and if they look an average team against the Suns, the Swans after that as well, uh, the Bombers, they've got a yeah. few tougher fixtures coming up. And I wonder what the response is sort of going to be. Well, that's my quick question, I suppose, boys. If... This game, stats-wise and game-wise, looks like the Giants of old, where everyone's getting their numbers and that's it. We don't care about win-loss draw. And, and that's not what the Giants have been about this year. They've been a lot better in terms of playing as a team. You literally think last week against Carlton. That was a really good team performance, which resulted in a fantastic win. But they ha- that this is the Giants of old, the, the stat gabblers and the numbers and all that rubbish. So, um, look, they need to get back to what they've been doing well this year, and that's competing hard in the contest. But... Um, it, yeah, it, 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 all, 
I, I feel like these are the games where they sort of expect it to be handed to them, and and mm-hmm. it's and it, I think that mentality hasn't changed. Like yeah. they, they they sort of they sort of pick and choose when they want to play. Yeah. And look, I, I I would love to see Toby Green play a little bit more in the middle because when he mm-hmm. plays in the middle, good things do happen. But uh, albeit you know you need him to you need goals scored as well, and there aren't a lot of real goal scoring options at the no. moment. I mean, Finn, Finn Layson's not doing much. I mean, one one goal straight this week after five last week. Better than one touch, I guess. But yeah, yeah um, better, better than one touch. They, I think they, they need a few guys to lift in there who've been sort of um, the one I think of is Daniels, who's had a. I think his form, especially this year, has been compared to his you know past couple, he's been pretty quiet. Even oh, outside with injury, yeah, no, um, yeah, yeah. I was going to say it was his first game back from injury, cat. So look, probably a, well, can't be too harsh on him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will be harsh. That is not. But, <laughs> but what, what, one player I will be harsh on is Matt DeBoer. What what is his role doing in in in, in, in this team? Like he's not even running with anybody anymore. He's just sort of got that license playing a little bit more, <laughs> playing a little bit more forward. If he's not right, get him out. He, he, he's not right. But, Leon know. just loves him and loves to give him a game every Correct. week for some reason. There was yeah. a guy. There was a guy I was pretty impressed with from the Giants. We've been pretty negative towards him in general, but I thought um, Isaac coming both off halfback and when yes. he was doing stints through the middle, I thought was really really strong. Twenty-seven yep. touches, eight marks um, like for him. One of his probably one of his best games at the Giants so far. Yeah, well, and same thing for our one of our favorites, Thick Boy Perryman had a good Thick game boy. down to the back line. I, I will say this: if there's probably a few positives to come out of GWS season because they're not playing finals this year, a few positives for the GWS this year, I think you'd have to say um, Cummings been one of them. He's been mm. tremendous off halfback, sort of cre- creating and spreading off that halfback line, and also Matty Flynn's hands. Um, uh, the game against North Melbourne in particular, I think he sort of had that form where he sort of it, everything he gets his hands to sticks. Mm. Um, the, the one thing he just needs to work on now is his kicking because it lets him down at the last step. But um, I've been really impressed by both of those kids, this, uh, both those blokes this year. Yeah, yeah. I write that highly. Good call, Doc. Let's do who's the man for round 15. I know we've got some good choices this week. And Miller, we'll start off with you. Who's your man this week? Yeah, I'll wrap mine off real quick. I'm going to the Collingwood Frio game, and I'm going with a, a fan favourite here at A3, Brett Bewley, prisoner of war type operator. <laughs> Very outstanding last quarter. Two goals in the final term, 17 touches, three marks, operated the ring wing very well, 373 metres gained. So he is my man for this week. Fantastic. Doc, who have you got? Uh, much to the chagrin of Alex Miller, I'm going to go to Friday night for the Saints and the Tigers. Um <laughs> One, one of our own has dubbed him as a potential All-Australian, but he definitely did play like an All-Australian this week. Uh, Luke Dunstan, the 32 disposals, 11 clearances, nine inside 50s, six score involvements, and six overs, and a goal as well. Thank you. Not and six, 667 metres gained too. So it's very good. He played, I think it was one of the best games he's played in God knows how long. Right yeah, it was, it was awesome. He's had a bit of a revitalization this year. He's been fantastic. Um, for my man this week, boys, I'm going to go to North Melbourne and Gold Coast. Oh. It was a good win by them to hold on in that game. The Suns are pressing late, but Cam Zerhar for me was one of North's best performances. Uh, he's sort of been drifting around the ground, played more time in the forward line as he normally does this week, and uh, really benefited him, him this uh, really well. 24 mm. touches, seven marks, two tackles, kicked the two goals, two as well 
nine score involvements in there and five inside 50s. He's got two nominees now this year from us because yeah, I gave he's... him one. Yeah. We should keep track, I think, next season of who's getting the – and we should have an award for biggest man. <laughs> Who was yeah. the biggest man of the year? Man of the year. <laughs> uh, let's go for man of the rounds. Let's go for the tips tonight, boys. We talked about the game, but who's going to win for you? Uh, Richmond. Time's get it done. Time Easy. Yeah. Okay. Easy. Friday night, Friday night lights, the cats and the dons. I'll back the cats in, but I think we'll run them. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a less than one goal the difference. Yeah, I'm going to say that as well. Break my heart. The, the the cats will win though. Yeah, cats by five points. D's and the Giants back to D's. Ma- Melbourne, sick. Melbourne. D's by fifty points. <laughs> Crom and Lion. Uh, uh, I'm I'm, going, yeah. I'm very disappointed with the Crom. Uh, <laughs> Especially with my tips last week. Shit uh, the bed. Yeah, oh, jeez. Talk about shit the bed. I reckon I had, I reckon I had gastro over the bed. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Lions, I think. Yeah, I'll yeah. go Lions. Yeah, Brisbane are, Brisbane are the uh, the informed team at the moment. Frio and Carlton, it's basically all but confirmed to be at GMHBA Stadium as well. Y'all right. back the Dockers in there. It, it, it's a tough one because I, th- I think Carlton actually played all right uh, on the weekend. They, need, they needed to. Mm, I'm going to go Freo. Yeah, I'm going to go Freo just because I just don't have the balls to tip Carlton. <laughs> this game's a tough game. Hawthorne and Port on a Saturday night. We saw the Hawks midfield combination do well, like we were talking about. Yeah. Um, but I'll still back the power in, I think. Yeah, yeah, Sean, Sean Burgoyne's 400. So, um, How's that? Rather uh, fitting, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, um, it, the, the scene set for Hawthorne to win here. Um, I can't... Oh. No, I really want to. Yeah, okay, I will. I'll, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go to the Hawks. They'll get up for Burger. Bang. Right, be- I'm going for Ryan Burton Revenge Game Port. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll right. rattle, off, rattle off the last three because we're running out of time here. The Swans and the Eagles. I'll go Swans. I'm going to the Eagles here. Oh, not at GMHBA Stadium. I'm gonna go Swans. Collingwood and St Kilda. At I'll MCG. be at this game, unfortunately. Pies. I'll back the Pies in. I like the Saints after what they oh. did after what they did on the weekend. The yeah, that's what I was hearing. Really say I like the Saints, but yeah, hang on. And the the Sunday Sunday evening game, the dogs taking on North. Dogs will repeat what they did on Good Friday. Don't say that. Do not say that. <laughs> um, I expect us to win. Uh, North will be a much better outfit than last time, uh, but Josh Bruce will still kick a bag. Be a good one to put us asleep, Cat. Uh, this time slot for an early early one Monday. So yeah, dogs comfortable here. Be, be be a good one for me to get sexually aroused. That's for sure. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the A3 Footy Podcast. Make sure you follow us on all our socials, at A3 Footy on Twitter, A3 Footy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And of course the email, (laughs) a3footy at gmail.com. With all that said, I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. I've been Alex Doherty. Zoom's about to cut out. Thank you for joining us and make sure you join us again next week. This is why we can't have nice things. (laughs) 